opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Communications, staff, management, or advertisers. Activist Radio is on the air. You have tuned in to The Mark Harrington Show, sponsored by Created Equal. Mark is training a new generation of leaders to take on the culture of death and win. You don't like abortion, don't have one. The only thing that can be said to be objective truth is that there is no objective truth. It does come out in one piece. It comes out in one piece. I would argue that we certainly are not all created equal. And now, here's Mark. So where were you 18 years ago? That's my question. Where were you 18 years ago on September 11, 2001? You're listening to your radio activist and voice of resistance, Mark Harrington on the Mark Harrington Show. If you want to find out more about us, go to markharrington.org. Our nation remembered 9-11 this week, the 18th anniversary of the tax on Washington, D.C., New York City, and Pennsylvania. And when we reflect back, we often think, where were we when the planes hit those towers? I can tell you where I was. I was driving a pro-life billboard truck in Miami, Florida, as part of our reproductive choice campaign, billboard trucks showing, displaying abortion victims. When we got the news over the radio that New York had been hit, by terrorists, uh, and that ended our, uh, you know, our campaign for the day. But as we look back, we always say to ourselves, never forget, never forget. Well, I wonder if America's forgotten. I wonder if we've forgotten about the, that day on uh, September 11, 2001. And I'm not going to go into it in detail today, but it seems to me that we have forgotten in many, many ways. I don't think we've forgotten the People that sacrificed on that day, our firefighters, our first responders, police, and so forth, who gave their lives to defend and protect innocent life. We don't forget them, but I think we've forgotten about the, the uh, threat that we face as it relates to Islamic terrorism. I wrote a piece years ago called Terror in the Womb, the, unfor- the Forgotten Victims of 9-11. Terror in the Womb. The Forgotten Victims of 9-11, if you want to check that out, you can. I, basically, I make the case that we have a 9-11 every day in America. 2,600 babies are killed by abortion every single day, uh, and we don't memorialize them. And I'm not trying to draw the comparisons between 9-11 and abortion. Don't get me wrong here. I know there are major differences between them. But we have a 9-11 every day in America, and that's why I wrote Terror in the Womb the uh, Forgotten Victims of 9-11. You can Google that and if you'd like to read it. So what I want to do today, though, is talk about bypassing big tech, using the public square to bypass big tech and the fake media, the fake news. Because, folks, the writing's on the wall. And I've been sounding the alarm for a very long time that these big tech companies like Google, Facebook, and others are lowering the boom on pro-life organizations and pro-life media. Conservative, Christian media, pro-life media, it's not going to be long before we are, in my view, completely censored, as we have been, from fake news. Uh, So we've got to begin to plan, folks, and that's why Created Equal 
uh, is using the public square. The only tried and true method of reaching people historically and bringing about social reform is the public square. It's my view that we can no longer look to big tech to get our message out. We're begging for the crumbs off the table of Facebook and Google and Pinterest and all the rest of them, Twitter, who are controlled by our enemies. Uh, when, why would they give us a platform when they're diametrically opposed to what we do? And I don't think it's long before they consider themselves publishers. And once they're publishers, then they can completely censor the pro-life movement. So I don't want to, you know, I'm not painting a gloom and doom. I think we need to continue to use those platforms as long as they're available to us. But we better start thinking about a pivot. And the two ways we can pivot when it comes to big tech is, first of all, begin to create our own uh, mass media venues on social media other platforms to rival Facebook and others. But going back to the tried and true method of the public square, and that's what we've been doing historically since I founded Created Equal in 2011. And that is one-on-one -on -one conversations or in larger groups with crowds and such on the public square. That's the sidewalks, the streets of our cities, high school campuses, college campuses, and the like reaching people the old-fashioned way through the spoken word directly to them. And we're having huge, huge effect when it comes to that. Uh, the conversations that we're having all across America with young people is changing the discourse on abortion. We're changing hearts and minds. And if you don't believe me, I want to play this clip. And this clip is of a recent conversation that one of our uh, staff or volunteers here at Create Equal had with a student at a high school and how quickly she changed her mind on abortion. Go ahead and play that clip. What do you think about abortion? Like, what's your opinion? Like on abortion? Mm -hmm. I think that um, women get the choice and that guys shouldn't get a say because we're the ones that are having to deal with giving birth and that the pain and the responsibility of keeping the baby healthy while it's still inside of us. So I believe that if a woman isn't ready for a child okay. and that if she doesn't want to go through the pain that she should be allowed to do what she wants okay. and get an abortion if she feels like it's the most, if she, if she doesn't want to give up, have the baby and give it up for adoption, if she's not ready for that responsibility. What is this? me that you're you think it's a woman's right to choose what happens to her baby does that mean that she's choosing to have the baby killed because that, that i'm using yeah. your language you said baby yeah. i'm using your words so it's a baby that means it's human right right because two human parents will make another human they're not gonna make another species right so what you're telling me is that it's okay to kill the the human baby before it's born or what are you trying to tell me i want to understand now you, you're making me think about it. Um, I guess that's what I am saying. I never really thought about it like that. When you say it, when you say it like you're killing a human baby and make it sound more brutal, 
like you're killing someone that's already alive. Well, I mean, if it wasn't alive, why would we need to kill it? That's a good point. If she's choosing to seek an end to her pregnancy, does, and that, there's a baby inside, and the, the procedure involves looking like these images, isn't that killing an innocent human being? It is. Oh my gosh, you completely just changed my mind. I never really thought about it like that. Yeah? Yeah. Because this, this human right here, we were there, right? Yeah. We're, it's almost like ourselves being, like thinking of ourselves being, our parents like having the choice of getting an abortion, like thinking of us like yeah. not being here today. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So no matter the circumstance we're in, whether it's like financial or just maybe not ready to have a baby too young, it's still a human being, right? We wouldn't right. Choose, that to, choose to do that to a born person, right? Right. So say I was married and I had um, a two-year-old son and my husband left me and I can no longer, no longer financially support my two-year-old son. Can I kill him? No. Okay, what if, it, what if I was pregnant with my son? Is it okay for me to kill him then? You could, but... Is it right? No. No. So... If abortion intentionally kills innocent human beings, and we know intentionally killing innocent human beings is wrong, is abortion always morally wrong? Yeah. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. Have you ever, you never thought of it like that? No, I really never thought of it like that. Okay, so would you say you're against abortion now? Yeah. You change your mind? Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. What was your name? Morgan. You Morgan? Thank you. There you go. In about, what, 90 seconds, a little more than that, two minutes, uh, Evangeline Dunn, one of our staff members here at Created Equal, completely uh, took this uh, young lady, this high school student, uh, down the path to changing her mind completely on abortion. Uh, she says, you're making me think. Now, all the while, she's looking at this abortion victim, okay? So keep in mind that every time we go out, we use the visual evidence of abortion and prenatal, prenatal video and pictures uh, to make our case. And so, in a short period of time, she changed her mind. And folks, this is how it's done. It's done in the public square, one-on-one, -on -one, personal relationships, talking to students one-on-one -on -one across America. Not to say we can't have an impact on social media, but I'm telling you the writings on the wall and big tech is lowering the boom on pro-life advocates. The fact of the matter is this. Consensual methods of educating Americans on abortion are doomed to failure. You know why? Because historically, we are generally incapable or unable to educate people who don't want to know more about issues that disturb them. They generally will opt out of being educated because they simply don't want to be bothered by it. And so historically, social reformers have always force-fed facts into people's heads. They forced people to see the truth about what they're tolerating. And that's what we're doing with abortion. Uh, we're using the jumbotrons on college campuses all across America. And a jumbotron is a huge screen, just like you'd see at a, uh, an event, uh, sporting event or what have you, playing video of abortion. We were just at the University of Texas at Dallas and we're also going to be flying toe banners over the presidential debates this week. Now, I know this is coming out on Saturday, so these uh, banners have already been flown in some cases uh, over, these, over the presidential debates. So we are forcing America to see what it's tolerating 
And instead of going to them, or I'm sorry, them wait, waiting for them to come to us, we're going to them. And that's why Created Equal bypasses the fake news media and big tech. And it's really the only proven way to change hearts and minds. And as I said, this week we're at the University of Texas at uh, Dallas. Our good friend and uh, intern here at Created Equal, Michael Lockwood, was there on site. He was the one who invited us to come. And I have I have Michael here on the show. Michael, how uh, how you doing? Thanks for being on the Mark Harrington Show. Good afternoon, Mark. Thanks for having me. I'm good. Hey, so I want to get right to it. Uh, you are, you've been an intern with us several summers. You come home from uh, Texas there, Dallas, to be with us for the summer. You were here this summer, and then you returned back to uh, UT Dallas, and you have a pro-life group. Uh, what's the name of it again? Comets for Life. Is that right? What's the name of the group? Comments for All the right. preborn. Yeah, comments are having... comments for the preborn. Okay, comments for the preborn. Tell us, uh, you gotcha. Okay, uh, we came to your campus this week. Uh, tell us how it went. It went really well. The, we had a lot of minds changed. Almost two dozen confirmed, but there were much more unconfirmed that I'm sure of. And uh, there were protesters, but they were they were handled well by the police. The police were very good to us, and overall, it went very. How many protesters did you say we had? I believe there were around forty at one point. Okay, explain the display for our listeners and viewers. What did it look like? Well, we had the Jumbotron. Um, the Jumbotron was set up on the corner so that people could see it coming from both directions. And we had several A-frame signs with our group members and the Created Equal staff members standing next to them, talking to people who were willing to pass by and speak with us. And I don't know, did you guys keep track of the number of conversations you had and how many minds you changed that day? We did. There were. 22 confirmed minds changes. 22. How many people do you think you, you spoke to that day? Just generally, you have any idea you can estimate? Oh, well, me personally, I probably spoke with uh, at least 15 or 20 people. Um, I'm sure everyone else was around the same. So that would be 400 people at least. 400 students from a, for about four hours, probably that's about 100 students an hour that you're speaking directly to. Uh, we have found, just FYI to my listeners and viewers, our conversion rate, our conversion rate when we speak to students on college campuses and high school campuses using abortion victim photography and video is about 67%. That's almost seven out of 10 people that stop to talk to us at any length, uh, we convert. And when I say convert, it's not just from being, you know, I was again, I was for rape, uh, uh, allowing for rape and incest type abortions. 
these were actual total conversions where people changed from being pro-choice to pro-life. If you were to extrapolate that out to all the students across America, if we could get in front of every single college student or high school student in America, we could change their minds. Seven out of 10 of them would change their minds. And it looks like in this case, 22 changed minds in a four-hour period in front of 400 students at UT Dallas. I mean, you're looking at about, wow, that's a pretty pretty awesome um, conversion rate, I'd say. Uh, maybe not the 67% that I'm speaking of, but 22 people changed their minds because of the display at UT Dallas. Uh, Michael, what do you think about using victim photography and video on college campuses? Not many students or student groups are willing to do what you did. Right, yeah, some, some pro-lifers are afraid that it'll offend people or that it will be ineffective, but I've seen the exact opposite on my own campus. I'm totally for it. Um, many people came up to us, they, they had no idea what abortion looked like, and when they saw that, they were shocked, and it was very instrumental in changing people's minds. I think it's especially good for college students to see the victim imagery because you know, they're, they're just getting into all this um, leftist or postmodern ideology about relativism. They really need to be snapped back into reality with regards to what abortion actually does to the unborn. It's not just a conceptual topic. They need to see what the actual procedure looks like. So I think it's very good for a college campus. Well, we're grateful that you invited us there to UT Dallas. By the way, folks, uh, after that, we're, we headed down to the University of uh, Houston and Houston, Texas. We were also at the presidential debates uh, this week. Uh, again, showing of what abortion is to a culture that refuses to acknowledge that a baby's a baby and abortion's an act of violence that kills a baby. Uh, Michael, I've been talking about bypassing big tech. Uh, we understand that social media is a limited uh, access. I mean, let me, we probably have limited time, in my view, as to whether we're going to be reaching the kind of numbers that we are now on social media. Uh, I'm concerned that much of the pro-life movement is putting too many of its eggs in one basket and trying to uh, negotiate the terms of our defeat on social media because these big tech companies aren't going to tolerate a pro-life view for very long, in my view. Uh, that's why the tried and true message uh, method of reaching people on college campuses using victim photography is so effective. It's a lot slower, but I think the the change rate is higher and the the conviction rate. That means when they walk away and they've changed their mind, it's something that they're not likely going to change back uh, very soon. Is that is that your experience as well, being a student on a college campus? Yes, I yeah, I'm totally for using the victim imagery and and going on campus and having the one-on-one -on -one conversations. It's a it's a very successful way of doing things, especially you, when the media is against you. Exactly. Now, share with us. I mean, you you say you had uh, fifteen to twenty conversations. If you would share with us a notable conversation you had. Again, I'm speaking to Michael Lockwood. He's a, a former intern of ours here at Create Equal and the president of the student group there at UT Dallas. Uh, you had several conversations. Share with us a, an anecdote, if you would, from one of those conversations. Sure. Sure, yeah. Um, so two men came up to me once and I asked them what they thought about abortion. 
and they didn't really know what to think. So I was able to persuasively give them the case against abortion and they didn't really have a response to it. But then I, I made them look up at the jumbotron, which they somehow had not noticed yet. And when they saw that TV screen and they saw the baby that was dismembered piece by piece, they, they put their eyes down and they couldn't express how they felt about that. I was very encouraged by their actual expression of having a conscience. Many people are cold hearted toward the babies, but those people actually felt for them and they realized it was a terrible thing. And that was the first time they had ever seen it. And they were shocked. Did you have anyone change their mind? Yes, those people did, or they at least went from neutral to pro-life. I had several people admit to me they had no idea how to rebut what I had told them. They, they couldn't think of any sort of uh, refutation to the case I made for them. And, and someone else also told them that that conversation had changed their mind for them. Have you gotten any pushback from fellow students and others on campus? Uh, you know, I imagine this took some courage. I know that you've had a good training. You've been with us over the summers. You've done a lot of uh, work with us with the Justice Ride and so forth. But what made you be willing to rock the boat on your own campus? Because you're the one who lives there. You're the one who goes to school there. We come and we go. Uh, are you are you experiencing any pushback from your fellow students or the administration? Yes, we are experiencing pushback. The student media, both student media outlets have been uh, actively against us for almost a year now. They've written four articles against us. Um, and and so, yes, that's why there's so many protesters that show up each time we do an outreach. Uh, the administration, on the other hand, seems to be supportive of our free speech, whether they agree with us or not. And so, yes, I knew coming into this that it that there would be pushback. I didn't uh, realize there would be as much as there is, um, but I was totally willing to do that. One of the reasons was because of a book I read, and it was Shattering the Darkness by Joe Foreman. That's a very convicting book for any pro-life yep. Christian with regards to protecting the pre-born. Well, the notion that we need to be liked to be effective is really counter to the real principles of social reform. And that is that liked, uh, liked reformers or liked activists are rarely effective and effective activists are rarely liked. I mean, if we go down through history and look at all the people that stood for human rights, whether it be suffragettes for the right to vote for women, whether it be civil rights with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and others, uh, you just go down the line when it comes to uh, maybe child labor and so forth, anti-child labor, anti-war. Every single successful social reform movement has succeeded despite them being liked. In fact, some of them, it cost them their lives. For an example, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was martyred because of his stand for racial justice. So this notion that we got to be cool, we got to be liked in order to be effective is really counter to the to the, me the message of abortion. And the, and the bottom line, there's nothing to be liked about it. There's nothing likable about abortion. You can't put a, a nice little bow on it. Uh, it is what it is. And we've got to teach people the truth about it. We appreciate the fact that you were willing to, to take the heat there at the University of Texas at Dallas. This is great training for you. Uh, you still got a couple of years left. We're looking forward to continuing to work with you uh, there to reach that campus uh, for the pro-life message and for 
Jesus Christ. We've got about a minute left. If you would, Michael, just wrap it up. Exhort your fellow millennials on taking risks and being willing to do what you did on a college campus, if you would. Sure. Um, I would just say that one of the most important things to recognize is many things that are, are good things to do are not as hard as they seem. The more difficult things you do, the more you realize you can do. And once once you practice against opposition, um, there's not much that will daunt you until you go to the next level and you can become more and more and more effective for Jesus Christ, more and more effective against abortion. And that's really what life should be all about. That's what we should be living for, not for not for pleasure, not for gain, but for pleasing God. And it's more satisfying uh, the more the more you do for him and the more he rewards you. Well, we appreciate you being on the show again. Michael Lockwood coming to us from Dallas, Texas at UT Dallas, where we displayed our Jumbotron this week. And folks, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, the bottom line is this. This whole thing, the big tech is going to provide us a venue long term is something we need to really grapple with and find alternative methods. And the public square is the proven way to reach people and continues to be. And that's why Created Equal will continue to take our message to the streets, to the campuses, to the high schools all across America. If you want to find out more about our mission, go to createdequal.org. Uh, we'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember America to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to become a witness against the evil, evil plague in America, call Created Equal at 614-269-7808, 614-269-7808, or go online to createdequal.net, createdequal.net. Be sure to tune to The Mark Harrington Show next time for your marching orders in the culture war.